Surprise, motherfucker. Welcome to the Real Appeal Podcast. This is your host and writer for your entertainment corner, Kelsey Loizel. And with me today is my co-host. Mark Salcido, hi. <laughs> uh, I forgot what I say. Uh, senior editor and writer at Mark Salcido. Mm-hmm. Hi. You know, we're tired of your shit. <laughs> that's an agreement uh (sighs) you know it's been a while since we've been recording Mm -hmm. you know what i have to say about that what maybe there is life after death (laughs) there's no life like like we died for a few weeks and we're back a few weeks we were gone for like over a month yeah a few weeks yeah you know, a few, you, you a few is three to five. Okay, maybe. I'm sorry. What? Several weeks, several six and six or seven. Really? Yeah. I've always been told that a few is three and several is three. <laughs> what? Seriously? Let me see. A couple is two. A yeah. few is three to five, and several is six or seven. All right. Let's look up quick to the internet. <laughs> Okay, more than two, but not many. Okay. Okay, that's the definition of several. Okay. Few. That doesn't make any fucking sense. It's the internet. You can't argue with it. <laughs> Let me see. Isn't it great? You should probably do well, the social media. How many is a few? Few is literally, it means two weeks. No, it doesn't. I, That's a I'm couple. I'm looking at it right now. Literally, it means two weeks. In popular usage, popular usage, it means a period around two weeks, say two to three, or even four weeks. Actually, it's a rough measurement of approximation of a time span. Mm, mm. Well, we're going to go with what I said. Mm-hmm. Even though it's wrong. Because everyone uses a couple for a couple. Well, everybody's wrong. It's three to five. It's the internet. You can't argue with it. What's our what's our social media? <laughs> I don't even want to do the podcast now. Why not? All right, I'll do it by myself. Welcome to the Real Pill Podcast. This is Mark. Hey, Mark. This is also Mark. Hey, Mark. Fine. I'm gonna side eye you while I do it, though. Mm-hmm. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at the Real Appeal. TikTok is Real Appeal. I'm still side eyeing you. Okay. Um, well, you're looking. You're you're facing me, in a way where you have to side eye me. Uh. <laughs> what? Because I'm surprised you didn't pick up on what I just did. That was weird. I, I saw you like turn. Like <laughs> I went. <laughs> <laughs> you can email us at therealappeal at gmail dot com. Um, please review us on our podcast on wherever you listen to us. Just not on the toilet. Um, if you <laughs> no, you know, if you're listening to us on the toilet, review us from the toilet. Yeah. If <laughs> but if you have a bad time, you know, don't uh, 
Don't mm. take it out on us. Um, <laughs> give us a review. Uh, one, to, one to five poopies. Well, you could say one or a couple stars. But hopefully <laughs> it's more than that. You can do a few. Well, f- a few. The higher it. end of a few. Uh, okay. <laughs> you know, three, four, or five. Mm. But hopefully a few I've. So... <laughs> Fuck, fuck what I was going to say. <laughs> what were you going to say? I was going to say, like, all right, so if you're talking about four weeks, do you say two fews or two couples? Two couples? Yeah, couples times couples time two. No. Or a few times two. Um, I'll call it a quad. A quad? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, our segments this week are our recent review of A Haunting in Venice, our variety time. Why the long break? Is that supposed to be like why the long face? Mm-hmm. I'm glad you caught it. Really? Actually, no, that wasn't my intention. But yeah, I'll take yeah. Uh, <laughs> I purposely did that. <laughs> that was a w- wink, not wink, him. Wink, wink. <laughs> <Not laughs> <him. laughs> <laughs> um, our geriatric cinematic is Clue, which came out in 1985. Was Turpic. Uh, murder mystery with a side of flies. Ha 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 You could just don't do that ever again. Ha 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 ha. Hey, that is a song. What song is that? It's a Pussycat doll song. Is it really? There is one where they do that. So I've been like subconsciously. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're an honorary Pussycat doll. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I want. I'm one of the talentless ones, which is. All, of, All them. of them except the lead singer. What's <laughs> Nicole, his name? Nicole Scherzinger. Nicole Scherzinger. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a zinger there. Mm-hmm. I think she grew up in Hawaii. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Nice, nice, nice. nice. Now she got to deal with that shitty British weather. You want to go time. into that? <laughs> let's let's go into that really quick before we hop into the oh uh, the video. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's go into that a little bit. We saw. Well, first of all, I saw on <laughs> Facebook. A video of this really, really bad X Factor uh, audition, and it was. And this is X Factor UK edition, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there was a girl, and her name you was right now. Sophie Stokel, and it was the worst singing you have ever heard. She started singing all all of the judges mm-hmm. including Nicole Scherzinger mm. were like their jaws dropped their eyes got really wide you know you know her singing was okay i'm sorry no i didn't mean to cut you off go ahead the audience members were covering their mouths or like kind of like their eyes like they're like oh fuck i know <laughs> it's it's a auditorial type punishment but i don't want to see it <laughs> yeah mm. and um <laughs> Like, she didn't hit any notes that mm-hmm. were good at all. Um, and Nicole Scherzinger goes, first of all, let me tell you, you are a beautiful girl. <laughs> um, also, you uh, have very powerful voice. You have power. You have, um, you have projection. <laughs> projection. <laughs> um but unfortunately, you also have to have, uh, what's it called? It's like pitch and tone. Oh, or? pitch and tone. Yeah. <laughs> and 
people that I heard when I was showing it to you. Mm-hmm. I didn't catch it the first time. When I showed it to you, I heard some people in the audience cheering. Oh, when she, said when she doesn't have pitch or tone. <laughs> yes. Damn! Tell her the truth. Wow! <laughs> and then there was a guy on the panel who was like, uh, he said something about it being just really really bad yeah he didn't like he didn't sugarcoat it at all no just like you're god awful so they all said it's a no for me and then when she walked that up, was like the quickest no like you know how there's like no click no click no like the then press the button it was like that's a no click, click, click. Like, like get off the stage i'm surprised they didn't push the x but i think they were just so yeah shocked. enthralled by how bad she was you know it was it was so bad. I don't remember if there were lyrics. Like if she was saying, if she was singing words. She was singing a Jennifer Hudson song. Oh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> and, what? and, uh-huh. she walks off stage, and the judges are all talking amongst each other, mm-hmm. and they're saying. Where are her parents? Like, what kind of parents does she have? Mm-hmm. Who would let their daughter come out and do this, knowing that she doesn't sound like? They didn't say all that, but they were. But they were basically like, did, they did say like, who's her mother? Like, what is she doing? Mm-hmm. Um, and they go backstage, and I know, the mom, cut to there's the mother, <laughs> and she's like, I thought she sounded great. <laughs> she did. I don't understand. Like, th- that's not the choice that I would make. <laughs> Um, one, so if you're, if you're a talented singer, you know, and you haven't, you haven't reached the level of fame, like Taylor Swift, Beyonce, Jennifer Hudson, like all these people, right? Mm-hmm. And you pick a Jennifer Hudson song, you're, you already got the cards stacked against you. Yeah. Like, like don't you, pick a Beyonce song, mm-hmm. a Taylor Swift probably, but like, don't pick something that you have to be soulful at. Yeah. Yeah. So she's, she's like, she, she like shot herself in the foot before she was able to shoot herself in the foot. <laughs> Seriously, you know her mother, full of love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that's. I mean she's got a voice that only a mother could love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know that was a good one. It was. You give us a high five. Go for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You want to get to our review? Mm-hmm. Our recent review this week is A Haunting in Venice. Hercule Poirot, I've found something. I've looked at it from every which way. I am the smartest person I ever met and I can't figure it out, so I came to the second. You are up to something, my friend. I've seen a million of these so-called psychics, each one a fake. I do not believe in psychics. Come with me to a seance. Spot the con I can't. Detective, you are here to discredit me, but I can talk to the dead. I'd give all I have to hear my daughter's voice. If someone wants to be heard, we are here. Listening. And the synopsis is, in post-World War II Venice, um, Pora, I don't know how to say his fucking name. Hercule, 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 Perro. 
uh, now retired and living in his own exile, reluctantly attends a seance. But when one of the guests is murdered, it is up to the former detective to once again uncover the killer. Directed by Kenneth Branagh. It's written by Michael Green. It stars Kenneth Branagh. Uh, oh, Sorry. Uh, Tina Fey, Kelly Riley, and Michelle Yeoh. I think it's Yao. I think it's actually her name is Michelle Yao. Maybe it is Yao. Let's go with Yao. Yao, what's up? <laughs> <clears throat> okay, so this choice was actually Kelsey. Um, she wanted to see this movie. I mean, most of the time I'm telling her what movies to watch. So mm-hmm. I, I let her have this one. <laughs> uh, but Kelsey, what did you think of A Haunting in Venice? Um, it was average to me. Really? Yeah. To me, I, I would say above. I would say above average. I, I actually really enjoyed this movie. How much above average? Are we talking? Well, let, let's let's. What's your what's your grade? With with the above average. If I could give it. Not a C, but a, like a B minus minus. Mm-hmm. That's what I would give it. Damn. <laughs> I okay. I would give it like a B. So we're almost right at the same spot. Well, I, I said above average, so I I did enjoy it. Um, like to me, C mm-hmm. is like borderline hate. Oh yeah. So I didn't want to. No, it I a think C. that's like D. I think D is borderline hate. To me, for me, C is definitely borderline hate. Like, I don't hate it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely don't like it. Okay. So what did you what did you average like about this movie? Averagely <laughs> like about this movie? There were some really cool shots. Um, there was one where the camera, it was like a Dutch angle, right? Even mm-hmm. if it's from above and going down, it's still Dutch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, a, it was above and looking down at a, like a, an arched doorway. Okay. And there were characters standing in the door. Mm-hmm. So I kind of like that angle. Um, okay. I also liked there was there was a shot of the little boy mm-hmm. um, as he was walking. Something had happened, and then he was walking um, after the thing happened, and um, his shadow was getting bigger. Okay. So I thought that was like a like a tell of a of a sort. Didn't you say, he said, that's foreshadowing. I did, but that's yeah. not what I meant. Oh, okay. <laughs> I Like, for me, I was like, oh, he's a bad guy. Because, uh-huh. you know, uh, he's got um, a big shadow, you know, so it's foreshadowing. I mean, kids are evil, so it's a possibility. <laughs> um, so, maybe it was just like, you know, he's... Uh, he has a big shadow like he has a big oh my god <laughs> he's a like he's an adult mm-hmm. can't believe you're still on that <laughs> okay so get up bro's direction um oh so so you didn't tell me tell if you agree or any of the shots or well i was about to get into that um <clears throat> some of the uh, i i know that you had said like after we after we left the theater, that the movie was, if correct me if I'm wrong, a bit too stylized. It was um, a little over dramatic, a little mm-hmm. over stylized. So, like, I, I, 
I kind of agree with you on that. Like, I know, like you say, it was overdramatic. I like the fact that it was overdramatic. It just kind of like the setting and kind of put myself in that time frame, mm-hmm. you know, because this kind of plays like a classic horror film. Like, and not like 70s classic, but like early, like 50s classic or something like that type horror film where it's like the mystery of who killed who. Like, that weird kind of like operatic music and stuff like that. You know what's really weird? Hmm. I feel like you have nostalgia for the type of acting that this could be, but it still falls short of that. No. I, I... Hmm. Because I don't think that they equal the type of campy type acting that you would see back then where it was like overdramatic. I think it was overdramatic. Mm-hmm. And it probably wanted to be that but i don't think they quite hit their mark well that's the thing i didn't even like think of it as like any form of campiness even like that even though even old cinema back then i wasn't even thinking of like campiness of that of that caliber um because some of some of the stuff is like really like done it's done obviously serious and stuff like that so like that's why i'm putting i'm just comparing it to that to that to those types of like old films um but seeing like a modern spin on it which to me it it didn't really like detract me from like liking it any from disliking it Mm -hmm. it actually it actually was it was one of the things that i enjoyed about it um and i don't know like the like i said the acting didn't really like bother me too much like you said it's like over i'm sorry not the acting the the style of the filmmaking Mm -hmm. which didn't bother me um, the stylized part of it, it did a little bit because it, it tried too many like modern camera tricks to keep the scene engaging, mm-hmm. which some of it did kind of bother me. Um, it was kind of like this mixed blend of like American like there you go um, like American Gothic movies, mm-hmm. um, but also like it could have got, taken this angle of like British like almost 70s horror films where it's like slow burn and shit like that mm-hmm. they were taking angles from that era and like mixing it with like the American I know I'm boring Kelsey right now she yawns <laughs> <laughs> um, as it was like a mixture of like the American gothic films of like 40s and 50s mm-hmm. so like I I, I it's like they, one thing because you had mentioned about Dutch Dutch angle, angle shots I felt that that was used a little bit too much. Yes. Um, That's one of the reasons. I felt like the whole movie was tricks. Camera tricks. Camera tricks? Like acting tricks. Mm-hmm. Um, sleight of hand, but mm-hmm. like I just feel like uh, they were trying too hard. Yeah. I think that's what my problem is. I mostly just think they were trying too hard. And the funny thing is, like, Kenneth Branagh... Um, he's done he's done a lot of directing back in the day you know like he actually directed like the first Thor movie um, uh, he did this movie called like Mary Shirley's like Mary Sh- Mary Shirley's Frankenstein that had like Rob- started like Robert De Niro in it which is like a good it's a good American gothic uh, oh, sorry it's a good gothic tale um, so like he, and his style is very I guess it's a very operatic mm-hmm. um very like uh almost like it'd be like a stage play right like a serious it did feel like a play yeah yeah so yeah so that's what i was getting to like this was like a different pace for him i don't i i can't really compare this film to the previous films like murder in the orient express or death death of the nile um 
because I haven't seen those movies, so I don't know how his style, how much his style has changed. But maybe he's trying to keep like the flair of like the previous movies to like match up together. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I think with this type of movie, it like maybe didn't like call for it, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but still, like it, to me, it still kept me engaging. It, it was to me, it was good enough to be like I gotta go watch all those other movies now. Um, I haven't seen those movies, mm-hmm. but I'm not very interested in them. I will watch mm-hmm. them and go on that journey with you. Okay. But I'm not, um, uh, this is very low on my priority list. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, and I you will have, agree. You have a long list. Yes. <laughs> I will agree with you that, um, it wasn't boring. Mm-hmm. That it, it, you know, it could keep you engaged. Mm-hmm. So there's that, like, that's me saying, I, you know, I don't hate the movie. I just don't agree with like eighty percent like, of the stuff I'm saying. No, <laughs> with the direction mm-hmm. and the um, the Agnor set design, something. There's something. It was like too, the colors were too deep or something. Oh, okay. Yeah. Can't, you can't like pinpoint it. You know, like that one scene with the archway I was talking about. Mm-hmm. It was like this distressed like teal like mm-hmm. the color of this cup but it's like yeah, a teal which, color yeah yeah um those are pretty bright mm-hmm. um they're they're the browns were really warm like it was like too it's like they turned up the like the contrast the yellow oh okay oh okay i can see that yeah i can do there see was that. like a lot of yellow yeah so which I'm, is like i i could see if you're turning up sepia tone which means you're making the colors go down. Yeah. But it just seems they're like, oh, let's put the yellow on it and make it look older or something. And it didn't. Okay. Um, so uh, what do you think of the acting? This is like a whole new cast other than Kenneth Branagh. I kind of liked Tina Fey mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah. Um, she, I liked her her energy and like what she brought with the her character. I feel like Tina Fey was just being Tina Fey. Really? That's that's. I'm not now. I'm not shitting on her acting, but like she has a certain type of acting, mm-hmm. and essentially it's just her. Yeah, gotcha. I think that's probably because she's probably really good at improv. So yeah, like, yeah. So it's kind of hard not to be that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I you know obviously Michelle Yeoh. Yeah, I can never get tired um, tired of her. Yeah, me too. Um, and the little boy, uh, his name is Jude Hill. He played Leopold. Yeah, he was actually pretty good. Um, you know, Kelsey, as you know, my my opinion on child actors and anybody who's listened to this podcast long enough about my opinion on child actors was their shit. Um, his wasn't too bad. Um, he gave off this vibe of like, like the kids from, I know you've never seen this movie, but these kids from, uh, the village of the damned, <clears throat> which is a story of like this town of this small town being taken over by like these like little kids, with, like solid white hair, um, who like have like powers of like mind control and stuff like that he kind of gave off that th- oh let, let me say a mixture with that with Haley joe osmond from six cents of like i can hear the voices but it wasn't like obnoxious mm-hmm. it was just like oh this kid's he like believes in the stuff and he's he's like aware of 
everything else, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, those are pretty much the people that I liked. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone else kind of care less about. You know, I did actually like the doctor, Jamie Dornan. Mm-hmm. He wasn't as like a standout as much as the others, but I liked his character. Yeah, his character is like legit. Like you actually felt sorry for him mm-hmm. about you know his uh his PTSD and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, okay, so what do you think? What do you think about Ken Abrana? It's a battle. His mustache is distracting. Oh, really? <laughs> C plus. <laughs> I I don't know. I just kind of feel like anyone could have played that role. Really? Yeah. Put Robert ba- fucking Robert Downey Jr. He played Sherlock. He could play well, he this role. He would have been way too much. He can be too much, but I don't think he always is. That's I mean, yeah, he, like Downey Robert Downey Jr. is like he's obviously he's a legit actor. Like we spoke highly about him in, for Oppenheimer, um, but him as that role, like, like mm, no, I like I okay. So I have no frame of reference for Kenneth Branagh's uh, Hercule Poirot. Um, other than that, I've heard that name. He's supposed to be like the world's greatest detective, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and he's French. Um, so I've I've really no frame of reference of how the how the character should be acted or portrayed or anything like that. But I liked it. Like I like that he was. I, I guess because I like those detectives that like like Sherlock, who claim who like claim to be smarter than everybody in the room, and then he has to like even though he claims to be. He has to prove, like, over and over again that he's smarter than everybody in the room. And then somebody always wants to think that he's... Somebody wants to prove that he's not smarter than everybody in the room. But then he, like, goes against that. Mm. Um, There's an actor I'm thinking of that probably could have played him. Uh, any, anyway, you want to give me any hints, clues? Maybe I can figure it out. I can't remember his name. Um, okay, clue number one. I can't remember his name. Got it. He has white hair. All right, got white hair. He has got it. a long-ish face. Um, did he play in what's it called, The Thread? I have no idea what that is. That's that one where the guy is like a—he's like a fashion designer. Oh, you're talking about uh, uh, Phantom Thread? Yeah. Um, Daniel Day Lewis. It is Daniel Day Lewis. Mm-hmm. He looks much older in that movie or something. I don't think Diane Day-Lewis could do it. Why not? There has to be like a level of like... Charm? Charm, exactly. Like warm charm. And every time I think of Diane Day-Lewis, I think of like a cold blanket. (laughs) I thought you liked it. (laughs) No, I do like... He's an amazing actor. He's an amazing actor. But he's just a cold blanket. Like, he he did a... He did a... A mus- the musical version of Eight and a Half, mm. which I think is called like Nine, um, and he he's supposed to be like this Italian director and everything like that, right? And the mm. musical is very like upbeat and kind of like, <laughs> whoa, what's up? I'm just imagining it. The cold blanket. Yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. But he looks like I said, he's an amazing actor. And in that movie, like I've seen bits and pieces of it, but I'm just like he looks he, like. He looks like he's making himself have have fun. What about the guy um, in uh, Dead Ringers? Uh, oh, Michael. Uh, I'm sorry, Michael Ironside. Uh, Jeremy Irons. 
I can yeah. picture Jeremy Irons. But That's who I was originally thinking of. Jeremy Irons? Yes. I can picture Jeremy Irons as as that character. I totally can do can do that. I mean, he's a bit, he's a bit older now. Um but I can tell I can picture him doing that. Yeah, it was definitely him who I was thinking of. Okay. Like, you know, him now. The older guy. Uh Michael Irons. I mean, Michael Ironside. God. <laughs> Jeremy Irons. Yes. <laughs> Okay. All right. All right. All right. Well, so do you not, agree with that one? Oh, Jeremy Irons? Yeah. Yeah, but not now. Like, if you caught him, like... Ten years ago? Maybe about ten years ago or something like that. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, I'm glad we got all that. I know. Let's get that out of the way. Back to the movie. <laughs> uh, writing. Uh, I feel like they tried... They couldn't figure out between the acting and the directing what the style of the movie really should be. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't match to me. So so all three does do, all three don't match, or you mean between the acting, the directing, and the writing? Yeah. Um, I think the acting matches the directing. Okay. But I don't think that the writing matches the other two. Okay, can you go to a little bit more detail? I feel like. The writing wanted to make it pretty serious. Mm, okay. And I feel like there are notes of that seriousness in the directing. Uh-huh. But because it's stylized, it takes away from mm. how serious the movie should be. So I feel like I feel like the your biggest gripe is this how stylized it is and how it just not matches with the tone and just like like what the movie needed like so so then i'll ask you if that if it was if it wasn't over stylized do you think you would enjoy the movie a lot more yeah i think so gotcha gotcha um and i I think they did choose the right actors yeah like Like if they had just changed it a little bit mm -hmm. i think it would have been like i think the actors are all fine uh yeah i agree with you yeah yeah, I mean, t- like to me, it felt like, it, like it didn't feel like it was really like missing a step. Like, in terms, like okay, for, oh, look, well, let me just go over the writing real quick. Um, I thought the writing, it's funny, like this movie that's supposed to be like this big murder mystery, mm-hmm. um, and it's, it is an adaptation of Ag- Agatha Christie's uh, novel, which I think is called like Halloween Party. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know how much they changed. I know they changed because in the book it's like it was placing UK and this one was like Venice, Italy. Why? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but like I don't know if what I'm going to say relates to the book or just to the script writing. But like the movie wanted to act like it was. I'm sorry, the, the writing wanted to act like it was smart. But as the movie was going on, I was like, I know that person's involved. That person's involved. I know. Don't trust this one. I know that. Don't trust this. Like I was like picking mm-hmm. them off and so I like. It was like I know this, but I don't know how. But I know this, and that's like, you mean the writing was doing that. Yeah, the like the writing was like trying to like keep you guessing, like oh, it could be this person, it could be that person, how they involved and stuff like that. Um, but like, I think within like the first like fifteen minutes of the movie, I was like, I know who the killer is. Mm. Like I already know that, right? And then as the movie progressed on, I was like, okay, I know what they're gonna do right now, or mm-hmm. how they're trying to get a, around and stuff like that. So I think. The script could have been a bit more complex. That's that's the thing that mm-hmm. I I'm glad you said that because I was thinking that before, um, but I didn't know how to say it. Mm-hmm. 
it, so you're just copping off of me, copping off my test. Yes. Mm. Um, it. I definitely agree with you about it wanting to be clever. Mm-hmm. I felt like it was like they were starting sentences and not finishing them is mm-hmm. what I would equate that to. Yeah. Because they never completed whatever their little uh, sleight of hands were. Mm. Um, and to me, it was there were some things that I was like, that doesn't make any sense. How, um, I don't know how they got there. How does... Uh, Hercule. How did he come to any of the conclusions that he came to? Like, some of it is uh, like, yeah, but you don't necessarily see him noticing anything. So you're just like, oh, you came out of that from, you know, came out of the blue with that one. Yeah. Like, that's also, for me, like, uh, lack of direction. Mm-hmm. Because if he's noticing these things, you should also be noticing them. Mm-hmm. Or at least in hindsight, noticing them, right? Yeah, or kind of like not not saying that like Kenneth Brown should have like televised uh, what his character, what the detective um, is seeing or catching that not um, nobody else is catching on. But like they were doing, he was doing like this thing, and it, it was in the writing as well, where like they would like not even mention something. It'd be something like inconspicuous as like lifting a phone. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, ah, lift a phone, give this person away. It was just like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Like, how'd you come to that conclusion? There, and then also, <laughs> he was like, suddenly I somehow know that there's a person in here because of this, this, and this. And you're like, those things don't add up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Some <laughs> like, of it. Some how of did it you did, get that? Yeah, some of it like just didn't add up. Like, there's like the there's that one particular scene in the seance mm-hmm. where like a character is like acting a certain way um and it was just like okay well, you, like they didn't explain like what why that particular thing happened like at all like there was there was like it, there was like there was some logic and there was leaps in logic mm-hmm. but it was like okay i can see why they went there that makes sense but that particular seance scene it was just like all right can you explain that oh you're not going to all right Cool. <laughs> sure. Let's just go on. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, so you want to hop into the uh, spoiler section? Mm-hmm. All right, so yeah, we're going to get into the spoiler section. Uh, we're going to talk uh, at great lengths about uh, a haunting in Venice. So if you don't want to be spoiled, here's your spoiler bumper right about now. It's just being weird. You know, we have a fan going on above us, and it's not hot anymore. But I like the air. You like the air on? Yes. Okay. I need to feel a breeze constantly. Because I throw <laughs> I throw off so much body heat that I uh, feel like I'm in a heater. Yeah. Because the air's not blowing it off me. Yeah, when I'm in a when I'm in a room with you, it's like a sauna. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, if you're in, in our wow, why is it not like I'm echoing? Okay, there you go. Um, so if you were obviously if you were listening to the non-spoiler section, the the scene I was referring to, the seance scene, is Michelle Yeoh's character has this moment where she seems like she's possessed. 
Right. And she even like imitates the the victim's voice mm-hmm. right to the mother and the mother's like holy shit that's her voice mm-hmm. they never get into like how she was able to pull that off like at all mm-hmm. like they explain like the typewriter they kind of explain why the chair was spinning mm. okay how i don't know i'm thinking i might have missed something i'm like <laughs> they did not explain about the chair for to my knowledge they explained how she was typing but not mm-hmm. actually typing yeah and it was because of the guy with magnets and a radio or yeah, something. Yeah, a remote. Yeah, which was like, how does that work? In the fucking chimney. Yeah, right? Like, um, that's the part. That was before the chair was spinning. Yeah, yeah. And that's the part that I was like, that doesn't make any sense. Mm. How did he know that? He's like, oh, I noticed, you know, a couple of things. But it's like, yeah, but those things that you noticed did not add up to there's a guy in the fucking chimney. I know. He saw, like, he saw a footprint in the ashes. And then he saw... Oh, here's one thing. The key, the door, mm-hmm. the keyhole was, like, picked. But these are, like... But also, I didn't... He's like, yeah, there's a scratch. I'm like, where? I, I know, didn't fucking right? see the scratch. For all we know, it's somebody with a key, like, oh, shit, I missed the hole. Okay. Yes. <laughs> it's just like, okay. Also, it's an old house. It's going to have scratches. Yeah, I know, right? Um, but, yeah, like that, and like I said, doing the... Like, they don't explain any of that, like... Yeah, the voice and the spinning. Yeah, yeah. And they really don't, like... Like... Okay, so Kenneth Brown's character is saying about Michelle Yeoh's character, Mrs. Reynolds, that, like, she's a sham. She's a charlatan and all that kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, it's like there's a level of, like, truth of what airplanes flying over us. No, um, I think that's a helicopter. Oh, okay. Um, there's, like, a level of truth with what she was doing. Mm-hmm. But, like, they don't go further into that of, like... Did she actually, like, have those abilities? Or was she just so into, like, being a shyster that, like, she, like, just didn't let down? Or mm. let it, uh, let out or let off, whatever. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's always just, like, that's that's what I, that's, that's one thing that really, like, knit that I'm, like, really picking on. Like, why, why did it not explain that? Mm-hmm. Um, another thing is, like, some of the stuff that, like, that he was explaining, like, oh, you know, you're this person uh, who's trying to do this. Like, the the uh, uh, better character, where he's like, uh, this is how you're involved, this is how you're involved, and, like, this is how I know, and this is that. It was firing off so fast that I was like, slow down. Like, hold up, man. <laughs> you, want, you want to tell us? Hold up, you know? The honey thing bothers me. Oh, how so? I actually like the honey thing, but... I like the idea of the honey thing, uh, but I also like better the idea uh, that it could be something that the average person probably knew about, mm-hmm. as opposed to something that I'll just have to take your fucking word for it. Like, I will have to take oh, like your the, word the, for the... The honey and the plant and mm-hmm, the... That, like, it being that specific type of flower that's poisonous or whatever. Yeah. Like, I... I the internet exists i could look for it uh now but like when i'm watching the movie i'm like yeah okay sure yeah and that's and i had already i had called that like I said the first like 15 20 minutes into the movie where the mother was like oh my poor daughter this and that i was like all right she has something to do with it and then as soon as they mentioned about how she was seeing ghosts i'm like all right she was poisoned like because i i because i was thinking of this is it this is what 
this is what jumped it like jumped in my mind when like she started talking about like her daughter was seeing ghosts and whatever it reminded me of wait have you seen the sixth sense i don't remember it but yeah okay it reminded me of a particular scene in the sixth sense i'm not gonna say what it is mm-hmm. but that particular scene i was like that's it and it's it also reminds me of uh oh okay uh that movie run that we saw oh one, yeah it reminded what's it called like munchausen by proxy or something like mm-hmm. that like immediately like that picked I automatically started picking that stuff out. Yeah. So that's why I was just like, yeah, that that woman's the the murderer. Um, so I don't. That's the thing. Like, and also like, so this is part of the thing that I didn't like, and I think it started here. Mm-hmm. When her ex fiance showed up, he was just kicking down doors. Talking about the Alicia's uh, uh, Alicia Drake's ex fiance. Yeah. Okay. He was, like, kicking down doors. He had an attitude. He was being a fucking dick. Mm-hmm. And come to find out, it's because he's really mad at the mom because she was basically keeping him away. But it's, like... Well, like, why would he even, like, like, reveal that? Well, they they took... For me, it was, like, over-dramatized because mm. it was, like, you're trying to make it seem like he's the bad guy and we're too fucking smart for that. Okay, and I yeah, feel like I this movie is a lot of the, we're too smart to, to believe this character that yeah, you wrote. Like, yeah. and then he softened towards the end, and I'm like, okay, I believe this. Mm-hmm. So like, why couldn't you just have him that way? Yeah. Instead of him, what was weird? Just trying to run out of the house. Yeah. It was weird. <laughs> I just didn't like that. <laughs> I don't like how he was written. He's up with the ex fiance, right? Yes. Yeah. I just think that um, the it was the writing. Yeah. The writing was just very much. Um, I want you to believe it because I'm trying to be smart. I can see that. And they're trying to like corral you into a way of thinking yeah. instead of like letting you come to your own conclusions. Mm-hmm. Um, we had talked about the doctor um, and how his the, uh, what's the actor's name? Uh, Jimmy Doran. Um, his his performance as as uh, Dr. Leslie Fieri. Um, so his like I. That's Fieri. Fieri, thank you. Um, so I I was enjoying his performance. It's like his death. I found kind of funny. <laughs> like it wasn't his death. It was him falling asleep. Oh no, that was funny too. Oh. But like the de- to me the death was funny cuz like cuz like he uh, cuz like when they find his body he has like this he has a knife in his back, right? And I was mm-hmm. like, "Oh shit, somebody like stabbed him obviously cuz how can you stab yourself in the back?" back? Well, this is how. <laughs> <laughs> and to me, I was like, "That's so stupid." Like like how the how the mother had like called him and was like, "You got to you have to kill yourself." But grab that knife and stab yourself. But not like that. I need you to prop it up against the wall and lay against it. <laughs> I need to make it look like you got murdered. <laughs> yeah. Which I think would have been better. Wait, hold up. Hold up. I think it would have been better if if the mother had told him, like, you get, like kill yourself. And then that would have, like, maybe pushed him to be like, oh, he... He committed suicide because he was guilty or something. He felt guilty or something. Seriously, she could have used that to to, To her advantage. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, apparently she's not that smart. (laughs) No, they got to chase ghosts around the house. Oh, okay. 
we didn't we didn't touch this in the in the non spoiler section, but I I think now is a great time. What do you think of the horror aspect of it of the of the movie? It's not like it's not typical like modern horror. It's it's kind of like the old and kind of like ooh, is there a ghost coming and stuff like that kind of thing. Oh, it was lackluster. Really? 100%. Okay. They didn't lean hard enough into the spookiness of the house. It just mm-hmm. looked old. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the stuff they were doing was kind of like jump scares. Mm-hmm. The pacing of the horror shots and different things was really fast. Like, yeah. it would be like, oh, door slammed and then the phone's ringing. Like, and everyone gets mm-hmm. a little jumpy. That worked with, That worked and didn't work at certain times because it was moving so fast. It was almost like comedic. It, yeah, it, I mean, it didn't get like it didn't feel comedic to me. It just mm. felt like um, they were trying to be clever. Mm, okay. Like, oh, this is like, you know how like uh, sometimes people make a movie and it's kind of pretentious because they think they're doing something great, but honestly, it's something mm-hmm. that's kind of been done before. Yeah. Um, and it's easy to pick up on. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that was one of them. Okay. Um, see what you're saying. See what you're saying. So I didn't, I didn't really care for the horror aspect, other than Michelle Yeoh's demise. That I really liked. Thought that was kind of funny too. You thought it was funny? <laughs> yeah, cause like, um, cause it looks. I mean, I'm not saying like they should have really killed her early, dropped her on on that statue, but some of it, like when they just showed the shadow of it, like it looked so fake. <laughs> It, like it was like all right there's there's the cgi like right there like mm-hmm. they couldn't do it like practical or something like that yeah uh, so some of it like some of it did look kind of fake mm-hmm. um i was actually kind of surprised by it um i didn't think that she was gonna die mm-hmm. um so i mean and i'm sad that she did too because she was yeah, my absolute favorite i know right like out of everybody she was like she was like the she was like up there in terms of performance within this movie, and it was just like, oh, they killed her off. Like, fuck, okay. Yeah. Like, you know, kill kill off Tina Fey and go from there. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. Is there anything else you want to add? Um. Oh, we didn't touch on the brother sister. I almost completely forgot about those characters. I did too, but I thought it was stupid. Like, we gotta go over everyone's part real quick before we move on. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know the mom is the killer. Yeah. You know that the ex-fiance left her, left her daughter, mm-hmm. because he couldn't deal with the, the mother. The mother. Yeah, I've been there and before. And then he, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and then he came back because he realized he really did love her. Uh huh. But you know, obviously, um, the mother wouldn't let him see the daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, the ex-nun. Hmm. That was the one who was like, oh, this is satanic. Yeah. Um, she just felt guilty because she gave her the lethal dose of honey. Yeah. Um, what else? The the brother, sister. Mm-hmm. They were thieves. Yeah, but like they were thieves because like for them to survive. Mm-hmm, right. So yeah. they were working for Michelle Yeoh's character, mm-hmm. the medium. Yeah. And um, they were only trying to make money so they could go to the U.S. Missouri, Missouri, to Missouri. be exact. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, because they only. What I thought was the most romantic thing about the whole movie 
mm-hmm. was that they would see half of a, a movie every single night. So that I did like. Um, I thought that was a good kind of like hopeful moment. And mm-hmm. the fact that like they said Missouri and then I think it was Tina Fey's character was like, why there? And they go into detail of like, it's this movie. We never finished it. You know, we've had hard lives, but that seemed like the place we wanted to be because of that movie. Yeah. So that like that scene, I was like, all right, that's a very heartfelt scene. I'm, mm. I'm totally digging that. Everything else after them, I, I just like, I don't care. <laughs> um, the doctor. Mm-hmm. I forget what he his part was. I think he just felt guilty that he couldn't save her. That he should have, he should have recognized the signs of a a mind that was breaking because yeah. his own was breaking. Yeah. Um. And then the um. There was the bodyguard. Oh yeah, the bodyguard who knew. Yeah, he the was, family because he was the one who was on scene when the the daughter killed like died. To me, that was kind of like that seemed like an after, afterthought. Like we have yeah. to, we have to make sure everybody's involved and this is how. Mm-hmm. And that was this was like oh he was a cop who was on scene there. <laughs> and then the boy, mm-hmm. and he little baby Satan. Yeah, little baby Satan. Mm-hmm. Um, he. <laughs> oh yeah, he, he was all, yeah, I don't I don't steal your thunder. He was blackmailing the mother because uh, he picked up early on that she poisoned her own daughter with honey. Mm-hmm. And I, it very, very quickly touches on how he found out, but somehow he worked it out uh, um, and was blackmailing her. And that's how she lost all her money. Mm-hmm. Um because he wanted extra money to pay for bills because his dad couldn't work anymore. Those are some high-ass bills for that extra money. Yeah, and also, everyone was acting like, this is very normal. Just go home and live with this lady. And the entire time, mm-hmm. he could have prevented his father's death I, uh, if he'd have just been like, oh yeah, like, I knew that she died. She wasn't killed. Or maybe... Like, she didn't jump out the window. Or maybe like... um I mean, then then it would have been it wouldn't have been a story, but like try to get as much money from her as 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 he can, mm-hmm. and be like, hey, dad, uh, I think you need to like look into that girl's death one more time. Yeah, and, and like they got the money. All right, cool. We're set. <laughs> yeah, like hey, dad, I gotta tell you something, and um, you know, then they take it to the cops, and mm. ta da, we're done. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, also another part I picked. I was like, he's involved. I just don't know how. Mm-hmm. And there you go. That's how I felt too. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and and <laughs> Kenna Brana's character just turns a blind eye to it. Like <laughs> you blackmail this woman. All right. Who killed her daughter and had your dad killed because of you were blackmailing her. You're a good little guy. Just go ahead and spend that money on a good place. Like, okay, okay, man. Yeah, send these two random people to Missouri. It's fine. Yeah. That was ridiculous. <laughs> God forbid a child should feel remorse over anything. Well, he he felt a little sad that he went back to his, his Edgar Allan Poe book. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's it. That's it? Mm-hmm. All right. I thought I was going to ask something, but I can't. Oh, uh, okay. Well, wait, now I remember. Um, so should people check this out? Wait till it comes out. 
I agree with that. When it comes out streaming, maybe like watch it at a marathon with the other. With the other uh, two. The other two movies, yeah. Yeah, don't watch it on its own. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, what do we got next? Next, we're gonna do our variety time. We are doing our variety time right now. Variety time. Variety time. Variety time. Please. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> we are going to talk about where have we been. We have not been recording, obviously, so we want to update all you folks. Uh, yeah, so uh, one of the biggest updates is um, I got kicked out of my apartment. Um, but you're still friends? No, 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 no. What happened was that uh, I had a gun pointed to me, and they were like, "Pay the rent." And I was like, "No." They fired two shots, and I ran. Uh, no, <laughs> no, no, no. Um, my roommate and I, we went our separate ways. He had his girlfriend move in with him because they're gonna get their own place. And I was like, he asked me if I can move out. And I was like, yeah, man. Like, I got play. I got a place or two to to go. So, you know, go ahead, enjoy your life, and all that stuff. Uh, and moved in with Kelsey. So mm-hmm. now we're living together. And it's been a nightmare ever <clears throat> since. It has been. Yeah. All the smells. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> um, Honestly, uh, it smells better in the apartment. You know why? Why? Because the weekend you moved in is when I got the new litter box. <laughs> oh, that is true. And yeah. we have not scooped it even one time. That's very true. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I have I have uh about half my stuff here now at Kelsey's. Um I know Kelsey likes it a whole lot because we can get to like watching a ton of movies which we've been doing doing lately. Just like hanging out and watching movies and stuff like that. I got a chair. Oh yeah, you want tell tell him about that expensive ass chair. Wasn't that expensive? How much was that chair? Eighty bucks. Eighty bucks. It was on it's sale. It's a folding chair. It was forty percent off. It was a zero gravity chair. It has padding and a cup holder. And it's huge and it's heavy. It's, it's huge a, and it's heavy. It's a big one uh-huh. because I'm a big one. Yeah, that one makes you look small. It does. It's funny. You tested it out and you look tiny. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm like, oh shit. It doesn't compete with my with my lounge. You chair. have a tiny little lounge chair that and chair. you plop down in it and it goes that every time. Chair is the shit. Okay. Yeah, it's shit. It, it's kind of broken, but it's the <laughs> shit. It's my chair. So then you're like, you should find a chair that'll work for you. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Uh, let me find something. Everything that looks comfortable is at least three hundred dollars. So then I found a gravity, ch- a zero gravity chair. Yeah. After two weeks of like, should I? Shouldn't I? Mm. And then I found one. I'm like, cool, and I love it. I know you've only used it like what t- once, twice. One time. One time. Because we haven't <laughs> we watched a movie that one time, and then we haven't had a chance because I'm too fucking busy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Kelsey's been like working like crazy hours, and it's it's kind of I don't want it maybe like oof that kind of scared me. Yeah, it scared me too. Um, maybe like it's I'm not, I'm not I'm not 
putting a blame on Kelsey or anything like that. But it, it has been kind of contributing why we haven't been recording. It's like I'll say like ten percent or something like that. Um, you know, and that's you know, Kelsey's tired. You know, it's like a long day and everything. Or like it's just the working overtime. Or there's yeah. the kids. It's a lot because the kids started school, yeah. so we have um, back to school night gets in the way. Or like, um, just different things get in the way. Yeah, and as far as me job hunting, um, I did find myself a job. I found myself a nine to five as a delivery driver for a fragrance uh, company. Um, I only I only got a chance to work there for two days because it was very uh, labor intensive. Now, twenty twenties, thirties, early thirties mark would have been like, I can do this. Mm-hmm. Fuck it, it's like whatever. But I'm almost 40, and I have back issues now. Mm-hmm. And I was just like... And, and that's the thing. I, I had I, I talked to Kelsey. I had talked to my girlfriend. I had like really debated, like, should I quit this job? Because I had been looking for work for like a while. Um, and especially, Kelsey, like you pointed this out. You were just like, if you're going to fuck up your body... If you're going to fuck up your body, you shouldn't be doing this mm-hmm. anymore. Which is... It, that's when it came to me. I was like... Because I could still work there... And then one day I can throw my back out and it could be like permanent damage. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, a paycheck's not worth that at right. all. Um, the thing that you told me about that that actually really stuck with me mm-hmm. was you said that your back has been in a good place. Yeah. Like it really hasn't been hurting. You've been taking care to like stretch and like you've been going to the gym and like doing things that you know don't hurt your back and stuff Mm. and just working two days there you felt like all the progress you were making was going to go away because you were sore again and it just you were like i feel like i'm pretty much healed and now all of a sudden i'm doing this and i just i can't give up on the progress i've made yeah and it's not like a recent thing i've had back i've had back issues for years um mainly because of like manual labor jobs that i've worked at um for so many years plus like improper lifting and stuff like that well you have scoliosis plus um you have one like that's shorter right yeah and that's and that's because of the scoliosis yeah well i think that you said that was because you uh broke your leg well okay yeah let me let me um let me backtrack that the scoliosis is the reason why my right side leans more um and then the right leg being shorter is because of the broken leg it's like it's like what two three centimeters off or something like that mm-hmm. like if i like if i show if i if i if i did it like I, you can tell the difference like i have to kind of like walk with a limp um bodies are weird like if you uh, think like two centimeters should not make a difference logically oh it, may, it makes a serious difference yeah. and that's the thing my scoliosis isn't like real bad i've had x-rays of it it's not like holy shit it's like oh yeah you have it like here um and it's like a little bit off and just from that little bit off it's just like oh your back's fucked homie <laughs> straight <laughs> up um yes yeah, kelsey says like i've been going to gym uh late a lot lately and that's that's really to get back in shape and everything because i gained a bunch of weight last year mm-hmm. um from from uh, working at an office job um <laughs> the biggest i think one of the biggest things Come on. You say the thing and then backtrack to how long it took to get there and all the trials and tribulations. All right. So I'm getting older. 
I was getting a receding hairline, and it began. It had gotten worse. Um, our, our, I actually had a conversation with our buddy, uh, uh, with our buddy James. Uh, James and James's hair. He is. He's like he's bald. Like he's like not bald bald, but he's like, what's it called? Well, like Friar tuck. Mm-hmm. He's got the Friar tuck kind of thing going on. Um, and him and I were discussing about this, and I told him I think I'm lo- I think I was losing my hair because of the stress. One, I think it was the stress of 2022, especially at the tail end of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what has been going on for the past like what six months, six seven months? Mm-hmm. Um, that whole thing was stressing me the fuck out. Plus my alcoholism, I know contributed to it as well because I wasn't being healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, <laughs> so I shaved my head, like. <laughs> That what Kelsey's referring to is I had been talking about it for how long I've been talking about shaving my head. I don't know, maybe like six months. Has it been six months? You were started that over the summer, as the summer was barely picking up, and like, uh huh. What are we? We're in September now. Okay, five months, mm-hmm. but still. Yeah. Because the summer was coming up, and you're like, maybe I should shave my head. Mm-hmm. And I said, maybe you should. I don't mm-hmm. know. But I didn't want to be like, yeah, you should. Yeah. No, you don't want to be like, yeah, Mark, do it. It's like, it's a double dare or some shit. Well, yeah, because also you're the type of person that you got to like, like, ease into it, right? Like, getting into the ocean. Yeah, yeah. You got to like, let the waves crash, you know, wash over you. Yeah. With the... Yeah, especially if the water's cold, it's like, ooh, okay, okay, I'm a, okay, ha, ha, ha. all right, it's ankle level, all right, high level. <laughs> so, um, I eventually got to a point where I was like, you will look fine, like mm. good even, because everyone tells you that you look like Jeffrey Wright, mm. and he looks good with no hair, mm. he looks better with no hair, because his fucking balding was worse than yours. Yeah, and his, and his because he had work. like this point in the front of his head, and then he had like the hair going back, like it, he had like a triangle hair. Yeah, to to help your folks get get an idea, uh, it was his Bernard character, no, his Arnold character from Westworld. That yeah. was like his. That was like legit his hair, like in his er, the early part of his career. Yeah, um, so. It was. It took a lot of convincing. I actually got to the point where you're, <laughs> like, a few days before, right? Because mm-hmm. you hadn't gotten any of this stuff yet. I said to you, you're like, God, should I, like, what if I don't cut my hair? Like, or what if I cut it and, like, it doesn't come back? I'm like, you don't have a choice. <laughs> you either go bald now and uh, own it early. Mm. Or you wait till all your hair falls out and it's already doing that. And you're not going to have hair. So, like, just do it. Well, and, and that's the thing. Like, what kept, like, what kept pushing me to, like, not do it was, like, reminding me of, like, all the times, like, my hair looked great. I was like, wow, my hair looks fabulous. I look fucking good with this hair and everything. But and then the, you saw pictures. There was, like, a number of pictures. Well, well, to kind of, like, warm up to the idea... Kelsey had suggested, like, just cut your hair, like, really, really short. Like, shorter than you normally do. And I was like, okay. So, we went to my barber. Uh, my barber. and Actually, that's not true. 
you were going to get your hair shaved then. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, went to my bar- barber, and he wasn't available, so, like, there was another dude, right? And I told him, like, to shave it, shave it off. And he goes, he's like, hold on, let's try this first, because that is pretty tr- dr- uh, dramatic. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, cool. And he, like, cut it a certain style. Like, already Kelsey was, like, thumbs up of, of approval mm-hmm. with that. And I was like, and I saw it. I was like, oh, shit, this looks good. Like, okay, I can rock this. And this is definitely. But you like, were still a little apprehensive, too. Yeah, but it, at the time in work, cause it was summer. So mm-hmm. I was like, all right, it's perfect time. Summer, short hair, let's do this, mm-hmm. right? And then cue three to four weeks of, Kelsey, this feels weird. Yeah, it did. <laughs> It did. But the thing is, like, and I was down to, like, keep doing that. But what happened was that I would need a haircut every, like, what, two to three weeks? Mm-hmm. Something like that. And that that that, that picks up a, a tab. A Costing you what? Like, it cost me, like, 50 or 60 bucks for that haircut. Mm-hmm. You know, every, like, two or three weeks. It's At like, a time that you don't have a job. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, so then eventually, like, my hair started growing out again. And I was like, all right, let me just rock this for a little bit. I have to find work. You know, I can't really think about my hair right now. And then, and then, um, what, 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 just, okay, so, Kelsey was like, I'm gonna buy this thing for your hair. And she, you know, God bless, um, what the fuck, I'm gonna say shit like that. Kelsey goes above and beyond, like, a lot. And she spent, how long did you spend finding out, like, like hair shaving products and like how to take care of it. How long did you spend? Like, like close to three hours. Close I was on hours. my phone while you were trying to make a video, uh-huh. and I'm and you were like wanting me to pay attention to you doing that because uh-huh. you were so proud of yourself, which it was a good video. Uh-huh. Um, but I'm like trying to like find different products, and I was like, you don't want that one because you sent me a link, and I'm like. These people are Trump supporters. <laughs> and you're like, oh, yeah. And I'm like, and they're all white and they're all old. Yeah. So they probably don't understand, like, I don't know. And you're like, okay, let's do black owned. And then you just can't find a lot of great stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, yeah, but it was it, like two to three hours. And finally, I was like, this is what you should do. I found, like, a GQ article. I found an Essence article. And you, and you had you had discovered that, like, these, like, head shaving kits, they're, like, full of shit. Mm-hmm. Or not, I won't say necessarily full of shit, but they're, like, you don't really need to go to that level. You can just buy stuff, like, here and there, and it does about the same thing. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I noticed with these articles is, like, when you shave your head, just treat it like it's your face. Mm-hmm. Stuff you use for your face, you can use for your head. Yep. Um, that's because your the skin on your head is just as sensitive. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so I'm like, cool, because and Mark doesn't like this, but my skincare stuff is like, I, you don't know how excited I am about that stuff because the last two years I've been really self conscious about my skin mm-hmm. on my face because I'm getting older and. That's one way that I'm like, I'm getting older. Mm. So, um, this shit's really expensive, though. It is expensive. I mean, it's it's working um, for you. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying, I'm not going to say it's not working for me, but it's working for you. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you've, you've turned me around because, like, I've already used it a couple times and I'm just like, ooh, stuff's nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, so leading up to it, 
like Kelsey was like, here, it's it's gonna come in the mail. Um, we just have to get a couple of things and then we'll do it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. And I was still like, fuck, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. And then what would push me over the edge? And if she's listening to this, she's gonna be like, fuck. Um, Meg had taken a picture of me like laying down, and she was like, oh, you're cute. And this, like she 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 took a picture of me and texted it to me, and she was like, oh, you're, she was like, you're cute. And it was a horrific picture because you could just see my hairline, my this little tiny scrunch of hair, and my hairline like halfway back. And I was well, like, and your hairline's not like even. It's like yeah, it's like slanted. It's it's Dutch angled. No, it's not. It has like these little like, um, if you think about a coastline. Go on. That was your hairline. Damn coastline, coastline. Coastline ha- hairline. hairline. Coastline hairline. That's what I had. Coastline <laughs> hairline. Damn. Um, also, that picture is not that bad of you. It's just, you know, your hairline. And then I, I look like I weigh like, I look like I gained like 50 pounds more. Well, also, you cannot take pictures of people laying on their back and think they're going to look great. Yeah. Because even if you're thin, that makes you look fat faced. Yeah. That's just gravity. Yeah. <laughs> but that, that, that picture was like fuck it, let's cut this son of a bitch off. Um, and, yeah, like, I great. Oh, we made a video. I remember I made a video of the whole process, too. Yeah. Um, it's not on the social, it's not on our social media page, it's on my personal page, but if you go there, you'll see me. You'll see, you'll see that I'm following the social media page. It's on, sorry, it's on Instagram. And then, you, uh, you know, send me a, a friend request and I'll probably, like, confirm it and whatever. You can see the video. Um, but we, we made a whole video about it, which was, it was kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Like, Kelsey got to direct and everything. She was, like, the camera person, too, and mm-hmm. shit. Um, well, we used your gimbal. I know. Yeah, I used the gimbal in a little while, too. Um, I've never used it. That was my first time. You liked it, huh? Well, I, I, I know it was kind of a little glitchy. And I stuff, just like, wonder if there's a better one, but I did like using it. I know. I got that gimbal because, like, the price was... was price was right. Yeah, exactly. Um so yeah, I would like looked in the mirror and I'm sh- shaving it, and I'm not gonna lie, I almost felt, <laughs> I kind of felt like crying. I saw it. Yeah, because it's like your eyes were tearing up a little. Yeah, because it was just like I'm getting old. I, I've gotten to this point now. I have to shave my head. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and, and I, you asked me too. You're like, do I look older? Like I look old now, don't I? I'm mm-hmm. like, you look younger because I don't have to look at your hairline. <laughs> Like, it's like when people get, uh, like, guys get those, like, wigs mm-hmm. that it's like, oh, yeah, like, we have full head of hair. Mm. Every time they get one of those, I'm like, you look, like, 15 years younger. With a wig or without it? With it. Oh, okay. Without it, it's like you look old because mm. your hair is, like, old people hair. <sighs> you look younger. I hope so. At least At least five years younger. At least five years younger? All right, I can go. I can go with that. Um, except those, except those two people who called me sir. <laughs> I oh. told you why they called you sir. <laughs> okay, why, Kelsey? Did they call me sir? Because uh, uh-huh. your hair says I demand respect. <laughs> it does. People take bald men much more seriously than people with hair. You said that. I was like, you're full of shit. <laughs> you said that. And I'm like, I am not. 
Like bald men get a, like a lot like this level of oh shit. I, know. I, I like I like I'm coming around to it, but like I'm still you know me. You know how it is. Unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately, exactly. Well, I have to like warm up to the idea of like uh, okay, I guess. And it's to the point now where like I'm just making jokes about it. Mm-hmm. Like I walk into the room and I demand their respect. <laughs> you were like Kelsey. I'm like what? And you're like. I demand respect. <laughs> um, but I, I'm not going to lie. For like the first couple of days, I got really depressed mm-hmm. about it. Like the, especially like the first day, I was like, I'm not going to leave. The, I'm not going to leave the apartment. Like I don't want. I don't want anybody to see me with this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I mean, I, you know, I had that thought for maybe like three hours. I was like, fuck, I got to rip it off like a band aid. Mm-hmm. Let's just go ahead and just deal with the shit. But <laughs> I have to rip it off. Like a band-aid, but my mom still doesn't know I <laughs> I know. I'm like, oh, you're wearing different. Uh, we've been making a joke about um, what you wear around the house since you're not working. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, you know, women who work from home, or not work from home, women who are home, like, all the time. Like they wear like wives and Yeah, like they make, like, they wear yoga pants and shit. Uh-huh. And you're wearing, like gym shorts and like a, a zip up like sweater yeah and like running shoes and, and running shoes i'm like you're wearing house husband clothes <laughs> yo that's just comfortable it is you know what I, <laughs> it's getting pretty cold now so i already have my uh house husband uh winter clothes and it's it's the uh, jeans and the green sweater i was wearing oh my, my god shoes. and you were um you also go around turning all the fans off all the time. It's fucking cold now. I don't have hair on my head. <laughs> and now we're going to do our geriatric cinematic of Jonathan Lynn's Clue. Every person in this room has the perfect motive. Stand back! For murder. What do you mean? Murder. But only one of these suspects is the murderer. This film came out in 1985, and the synopsis is, Six guests are anonymously invited to a strange mansion for dinner, but after their host is killed, they must cooperate with the staff to identify the murderer as the bodies pile up. Directed by Jonathan Lynn, and also written by him. It stars Eileen Brennan, Tim Curry, Madeline Kahn, Christopher Lloyd, Michael McKean, Martin Mull, and Leslie Ann Warren. Hi. Hi. Damn, I always get my volumes wrong now. <laughs> well, that means the first day back. I saw you struggling before we even started with, like... Well, here's the thing. Like, the way I have the uh, the mixer, mm-hmm. the light shines, like, comes down on it, and the the numbers are white so i can't really see unless i like lean over like like on top of it and shit <laughs> you um, are getting old i know i should be wearing my gla- i had a thought of like i need to wear my glasses to look at my laptop <laughs> <laughs> um okay so 1985's clue um i have seen this movie a couple times um i remember the first time i watched it, it was very funny mm. um i had the only thing I knew about this movie going in was like, oh, it's based off the board game. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's it has that that eighty style comedy where it can be 
a little crass, but like, oh, not crass, like a little dirty, but like. Well, crass cl- and dirty are the same thing. Okay, so it can be a little cra- crass, but like clever in how they do it. You know, mm-hmm. they don't like hit you over the head with it. They don't give like. But not what? disgusting. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And the the cast is like stacked. It's an amazing cast of like comedy geniuses and shit like that. Um, so, yeah, because I grew up like loving this movie. Uh, but as per usual, no one gives a shit about my opinion. The most important thing is, what is Kelsey looking at? My foot, because my legs and feet fell asleep. Okay. The next important thing is, what does she think about it? <laughs> um, I like this movie. Okay. You were you were having a uh, you were having a few laughs. I was laughing. There mm. were some good ones, and I was like, also proud of myself because I got that joke. Proud of myself. <laughs> I got that joke. You know, so I spent most of my life being mm. um, too young to understand jokes mm. or too fucking sheltered. Yeah. Or I don't know uh, pop culture zeitgeist, so yeah. I don't get that one. Yeah. <laughs> like, but I knew like all the jokes. Mm. I was like, get that one. <laughs> proud of myself got it got it instead of like laughing you're just like got it <laughs> funny <laughs> i get that joke ha ha <laughs> not even ha ha just <laughs> no but that kind of ha ha like ha ha <laughs> this is the part where i laugh <laughs> so so what did you like about this movie um you know it's funny you say I've seen Tim Curry movies. What are they? You've seen one Tim Curry movie. Which was that? Hunt for Red October. Okay. He was not funny in that one. That's not a funny movie. So. I know. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. And then this one, mm. like I always thought Tim Curry was like a funny dude. Like all of his shit was funny. No, he's just super fucking talented. Yeah. Mm. Um. So when I saw him in this, I was like, he seems really normal. You thought he was normal in this movie? He, well, he looks normal. Uh, and he seemed kind of normal. Yeah, it is. It till is, the end. It is weird seeing Tim. Like, because when, you know, it's it's like that thing of, uh, that meme, um, your your introduction of Tim Curry describes of what, of what type of person you are. And some mm-hmm. people, like, recognize him from, like, as Pennywise from It. I recognize him as the devil from uh, Legend the Ridley Scott movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and people recognize him other Oh, other people like Rocky Horror Picture Show. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Frankfurter and shit like that. Um, so you saw your introduction to him was like very serious. Um, yeah. But you see him as like his talent as a... As a it's a funny guy. Yeah. Um, but also, I can't... I think what also makes it better, and I know it's kind of a weird like sidestep, I think he looks a lot like Raul Julia, but not like mm-hmm. they could be the same person, but like they could be brothers or like close cousins. Or like yeah, we yeah. had a whole discussion about that. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, seriously? <laughs> yeah. Like somewhere out there in the multiverse, that movie exists where they, they play siblings. Mm-hmm. I think it's like the bags under the eyes and like mm-hmm. how big their eyes are. And the, I would say somewhat of the, like the hairstyle is very similar. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so... <laughs> In a way, I also liked the movie because I felt Raul Julia there. Oh, really? Like, oh, I felt it. Like, he could have like been in that role? He could have been in that role. I really do think that they both could have, like, played each other's roles. I can see that. I don't yeah. know about Raul Julia and Pennywise, but... Well, like, I, could have, I could have seen Tim Curry as uh, Gomez Adams. Me too. Yeah. Um, 
And then there was that one where he was like... Wait, hold on. Can you picture Tim Curry as M. Bison? That's what I was thinking of. <laughs> yes, I can. I can. I can see that. Um, but I don't know about Raul Julia. Like, I don't think... If he's funny, and I don't think he takes himself too seriously, but I don't know... I don't know if he could have gone as wild as Tim Curry. Or he's, if he he's has. Done, he's done what? I mean, you see him in, you've seen him as in Bison Street Fire. That dude can go wild when he wants to. Yeah. But I mean, like, cross-dressing wild? He's played a cross-dresser, I believe. Oh. Roger Lee, yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, okay, so since, you know, since we're talking about Tim Curry for a good, like, ten minutes and stuff like that, was Tim Curry your favorite uh, character in the movie? Um... Okay. I did like him a lot. Um, the maid, I didn't care for. I thought she oh, was really that? pretty. Colleen Camp? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I thought she was a great actress, mm-hmm. actually, but I just didn't like her character that much. Okay. Um, Mr. Buddy was annoying as fuck, so I'm kind of glad that he... Yeah, he gets, like, murdered, like, real quick and shit. Yeah. yeah. Christopher Lloyd. I just... Re- <laughs> On the docket about Christopher Lloyd, Christopher Lloyd, Professor Plum, parentheses, Christopher Lloyd. <laughs> <laughs> that was on purpose. Yeah, so like, cause so to better help you, kind of like, oh, that's this character, that's this character, like you know, uh, Miss Peacock's the old woman, Tim Curry's the butler, you know, all that kind of stuff. My, I didn't think. Look to the left. It says Christopher Lloyd already. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, uh, I, I didn't mean to cut you off. Um, I'm used to loud, boisterous Christopher Lloyd. Mm-hmm. So, and also, I've never seen him with hair and like a lot, a lot of hair. Oh, you mean like just regular, regular like, like dark hair? Yeah. Um, and he looked kind of young, but yeah. also not very young because he never looks young. I think honestly, I think like a lot of his. A lot of his earlier films, they purposely made him look old, or he just had something about him to think he he looked old. Mm-hmm. But like yeah. how he was dressed, yeah, or it's like the Morgan Freeman kind of thing. Like, oh, he came out looking like this, like a certain age. Christopher Lloyd's in this. He was in this TV show called Taxi. It's mm-hmm. a great comedy from like, from like the. I think my tail. dad used to watch that. I think it's from like the tell him seventies, early eighties. Anyway, great fucking comedy. Oh no, yeah, I think it's. Let me find. I gotta find what year that show came out. Alright, well, let me continue with my Christopher Lloyd. I love him. 1978. Okay, go on. I don't think that this film would have uh, suffered if it was a different person. Well, Christopher Lloyd? His, yeah, his role. Oh, so if they had somebody else? Really? He didn't bring anything special to it, mm, really. And, okay. and I feel like that for most of the characters, mm-hmm. except for Madeline Kahn. Uh, oh, yeah. She, she was she, definitely something. She's a, she's a comedy genius. Like, she is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel that way about um, Eileen Brennan, mm-hmm. um, Michael McKean. Actually, you know what, though? He does play... Mm. A great, like, closeted gay guy. Like, because mm. he wasn't over... You know how, like, straight people play gay mm. people? Yeah. And it's, like, a stereotype. Yeah. They're fucking fruity as fuck. And, like, you can... They're just dripping in gay. Yeah. Um, 
but it's funny because he it was like he was just a nice guy like he seemed like really nice and warm but he wasn't like flaming and then you know at the end when he was like part of the fbi he was like like macho man like like, i'm gonna go have sex with my wife (laughs) (laughs) um i did like how they did i did like how they played with him played with the idea of him being gay like in a little like subtle ways mm -hmm. like there's that part where like um tim curry's characters doing the uh whoever pulls like the smallest shortest match or whatever mm-hmm. matchstick is going to go with that person and how his character went with um yvette um but there was like a level of like him keeping distance from her like almost like icky girl you know that mm-hmm. kind of stuff um like he couldn't like like that scene you can tell they like certain characters wanted to be with other characters like obviously christopher lloyd's character wanted to be um with professor scarlet w- we wanted to be with scarlet uh, Colonel Muster wanted to be with Yvette. Um, Mr. Green wanted to be with Mrs. Peacock. Like, there was, like, a level of, like, they. this is who they really want to be. And, like, the writing was, like, so well that they were, like, let's just put them with their exact opposites. Yeah. And let's make sure they don't get what they want. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Miss um, Scarlet was pretty good. Mm-hmm. I just don't... Um, I don't know. I guess I didn't really feel like that was special because I've seen a lot of that type of character. Mm. But I think she did it well. And okay. It, it could have gone bad, you know? Like, that character could have gone horribly wrong. She's she's one of the pe- I mean, like, she's one of the people to me that stood out the most because um, of her performance. Mm-hmm. Um, like, she would kind of, like, chew up the scene pretty well. And that's the point where she's, like, taking up. Like, Well, she was one of the more clever. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that has a lot to do with her writing. Mm-hmm. But I think she also fits the role well. I, mm-hmm. But I also just think that that character in general is like, okay, we've seen that. Yeah. Uh, but she did it well. Yeah, so I, I enjoyed her. Um, Eileen Barron as Mrs. Peacock. <sighs> Martin Mull also mm-hmm. was like, whatever to me. Yeah. Like he, he does a lot of like subtle type comedy. That that, that actor, um, it's almost like like dad comedy, mm. you know. Um, if I let me see, it's funny. If I would have to say, he was probably like the weakest link. Yeah, I agree with that. Mm. Um, even more than the maid. Yeah, like to me, like. The Colleen Camp, like, she had her moments of being, like, fucking hilarious. But also smart. Like, yeah, you yeah. could tell she was actually pretty smart. Yeah. Um, what else? Uh, what do you think of the direction from Jonathan Lynn? He did a great job. Okay. Like, the whole story came together. Mm-hmm. Nobody was trying to be too clever. It's, it's, I, I don't mean to cut you off, but, like, how, it, it, it's kind of funny because, um, when we were talking about uh, Hunting in Venice, you were saying there's kind of a, if I correct me if I'm wrong, there's kind of a disconnect between the director and the writing, right? Mm-hmm. And this one, it's the, Jonathan Leonard wrote and directed the movie, and it's, I, it's like one voice, but it's like, damn, that's a one good voice working together, working yeah. with this stuff. Like, this dude had a vision and knew exactly where to take it. Yeah. He's, um, you know, the Taylor Swift of, um, oh my God. Jennifer Hudson, the Beyonce. 
definitely not you know what haunting in venice was like um sophie whatever her name was uh, that girl that we were talking about oh the the x the x damn you compare it to that no oh shit that's not that bad it's i mean it's not like bad bad okay this film totally put together it's cohesive it makes sense clue right the yes Mm -hmm. the humor felt organic Mm -hmm. like i feel like they weren't really sticking to a lot of scripts Oh, like there's a lot of ad-libbing and stuff like that? I felt like there was some ad-libbing. I think Mm. they did have to stick to a script. Because some of those jokes you don't make on the fly, but some of them you do. I I saw this on IMDb, the trivia section, but there was a uh, Madeline Kahn... That part where she's like talking about Yvette, how how she hates Yvette. She's like, flames on the side of my head. She ad-libbed that entire speech. (laughs) It almost seemed like she didn't know what she was trying to say for real. Yeah, just like, let me just say stuff. Like, just random stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, I like this movie. I think the more I sit with it, the mm. more I like it. Mm. Um, and then the one girl, I know this is random and a little bit mm. off topic, but kind of on it. I mean, we do go on tangents, so yes. The girl who plays the, like, candy gram or whatever... Oh, uh huh. She looks just like the AT and T girl. Oh yeah, you, yeah. You mentioned that. Even like that was, and it never it, came to it, anything. No, Re- it, no, it came to something. I can't remember. But it what was, it was like really small. Like yeah, like it was connect. Like everybody who showed up was like connected. Mm-hmm. Like everybody who showed up had a reason to be there. And the, and I think that's what that really gives. Um, it really gives props to Jonathan Lynn because like this. You know, like like we were saying, a haunting in Venice. Like the script wanted to be complex. Clue was complex as fuck, mm-hmm. but like stayed with it and right. didn't like pretend you're an idiot. Yeah, like, like when they were explaining, like when um, Tim Curry's character uh, Wasworth was explaining like the murders and like this is how this happened. This is how this. Is. It was like funny and it was fast but it was like not too fast so you couldn't keep up and the way how they did that was him like running to every room and like reenacting everything he's like, and he said like this and he fell down and then he ran and he starts running again, again like that and it's like oh shit let's keep up with this um that's you oh how how he uh how he was acting in that scene mm-hmm. am i really like that sometimes shit not like all the time not not a, not to an exhausting level. Yeah, but sometimes you're like, oh my god, and this isn't this. Oh my god, like <laughs> just like figure stuff out, and like sometimes you don't even say anything. You just go. <gasps> <gasps> <laughs> so I look like I look like my eyes are darting. Like if I see a fly in the room, but you're, they get really wide to the point where there's no there's, you know how your eyelids touch a part of the color of your eye. Uh, they don't touch (laughs) like you can see the complete iris of your eye Uh, um i felt like i did that recently like more when i was talking about the episode five of ahsoka like when i was explaining to you like the jedi way and shit like that yeah okay yeah that's definitely one time Uh, one of the many times (laughs) okay so um what happened with this movie when it when i was in theaters um, okay, so at the end of this movie, they give you like three endings. 
They're mm-hmm. like, here's how, how it happened. And then it, the title card shows up with like, well, it happened like this too. And then it says, well, this is how it really happened. It's the third title card. So there's three different endings. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when the movie was released in different regions of America, they had the movie with three different, th- with the different endings. Oh. Like, if you saw it in like California, the ending was ending A. And then if you're like in New York, you saw ending C. Mm-hmm. You know? And, or like, and it was uh, obviously it was different area, um, different areas, different endings and stuff like that, right? So their plan, their plan was originally to, I mean, they did this because they thought, oh, that's how they're going to have people come back to the theater. Because mm-hmm. they're going to be like, oh, I heard it ended like this. Well, let me find out and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. So it actually backfired. Did it? Yeah, because people were just like, I'm not going to see a movie like two more times after I've already watched it. Like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, which I, I found very... I was going to ask you a question about it, but now I forgot it. <laughs> which I find it very interesting. Um, because now, when you watch the movie, it gives you the three different endings. Mm-hmm. Um so, since Which I actually like that. Okay, that's what I asked you. Since it's your first time watching it, if you liked it, you did. Um, oh, you do. Sorry. <laughs> so, um, so then I'll ask, which ending do you prefer? Um. So to kind of remind you, there's the ending where Scarlet, Scarlet is the murderer. Mm. Okay, and then there's the other ending is Miss Peacock's the murderer. Well, the first ending, Scarlet's the murderer, mm. and Mr. Wadsworth is part of the FBI. Yeah. But the second one is Mrs. Peacock. No. I thought Wallace was, was part of the FBI with... Mrs. Peacock? Mrs. Peacock. Well, what was his role in the first one? Oh, now I remember. Okay. Um, no. Because he wasn't in the FBI in both of them, was he? I know in the... I know in ending oh, yeah, C, he was, actually. In ending C, he was the bad guy. Oh, he was one of the murderers as well. Because oh, we'll, we'll, we'll actually we'll cross that bridge once we get there. Um, yeah, I think all. I think for the first two, he was part of the FBI. Yeah, and then the third one, he wasn't. I also don't think that he was one of the murderers in the third one. I yeah, think. no, and then the third one, they. Oh, all, he did kill somebody. He killed. I think he killed Mister Body, if I remember correctly, mm-hmm. because everybody killed somebody. Yeah, but I think they gave him a pass. Who? Like the FBI, and them. No, no, no. In the first two, yeah, he, he was he was part of the FBI. I know. Okay. But in the third one, he uh. killed like somebody, like Mister Body or something. Yeah. And I think they gave him a pass. No, what's his name? Uh, Mister Green shot him. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, and he was. Like, I want to suck with my wife. <laughs> uh, okay, so and I, I like that ending the best. The one where everybody's a killer. Yeah. I prefer that ending too. Yeah. yeah to, to me to me it's funnier of like everybody was in there like out to like murder somebody it, well it's more satisfying right like the other two are like oh shit they revealed that it's one killer mm-hmm. and to me that's been done a lot of times mm-hmm. and like once you find out once you find out who the killer is then there's no more mystery you're done yeah but with um with it being everybody, mm. it's kind of like there's different ways to unravel the story now. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it felt more whole, like more complete. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, is there anything else you want to add? Um, 
I need you to show me more Tim Curry movies. Oh, absolutely. Like, we have so many different marathons we can do, and that's got to be one. You know what? You know one movie you and I can watch? Hmm. And I'm debating on how you... I'm debating on how we can watch it. Actually, no, it's not entirely true. Um, I've actually never seen Rocky Horror Picture Show. I've been wanting to see that. Um, I tried watching it one time, but I wasn't in the mood. I was just like irritated i'm just like this is just not for me right now mm-hmm. um i think we should check that out mm-hmm. because we should definitely go to the midnight showings of rocky horror picture show like When's that they have it at different theaters i think they i think is it not the arrow the, the, the um new beverly i think i know the new beverly does it well i take that back no, there's a particular theater that does it like once a month. Mm. Um, and I can't remember what theater it was called. Something with an N. Not the new art. Yes, I think that's the one. Huh. Is that the one that's red on the inside? That's the one that you took that really good uh, picture and they they liked it. No, well, I know that. I know the outside well, I just couldn't remember the inside. Yeah, that's the one that's like all red on the inside. Okay, yeah. I think they do Rock Horror Picture Show like once a month. Yeah. Um, and from what I heard, it gets because it, it's a sing along. It gets like wild, like drag people show up, drag queens show up, um, people in full on like costumes show up and everything. I wonder if there's a specific day or time of year we should watch it, like if it's like an anniversary showing oh, or I like. I imagine those like sell out really fast. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Um, That's it. Okay. Well, do you think this movie uh, still holds up? One hundo. One hundo. Mm-hmm. Fully agree with you. Um, yeah, it's it's funny. The writing's the writing's smart as fuck, and John Lynn's directing is like absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, anything else? Nope. I know, I know I've already asked you that, but I asked you that again. Yeah, and I'll answer you again. Nope. Nope. All right, so that's gonna be our show for this week. We want to thank everybody for joining us on this week's show. Thank you for coming back with us. We've been off for a little over a month. Um, getting our shit together. I think it's only been a month because it was just the end of August, and nope. we're the last time. The last time we did the episode was August 9th. Really? Yep. It, it was uh, TMNT. That was the last time we did it because we, we were going to do Strays for the next episode. Oh yeah. But we, that movie was so bad. We're like, and that was the week you were packing. No, that that no that week I was just like, let's just not do it. The following week, um. We were going to do Blue Beetle. And that's when we were packing. Mm. Um, but yeah, so we're back. Uh, we got a few episodes ahead of us. Uh, but first... Um, oh, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Your Entertainment Corner. Uh, thank them. We're thanking them for hosting our podcast on their website. Uh, for all your film news, TV news, and reviews, go to yourentertainmentcorner.com. Uh, drop us a line at therealappeal at gmail.com. Uh, we'll read it on the air. Uh you can find us on all podcast catchers, and while you're there, give us a review, five stars, five whatever they have for a high for a high review, uh, so we can get noticed. Um, so next week, our episode will feature a recent review of Dumb Money, which is in theater September 29th. That's on a Friday. Our director cinematic is Wall Street, which came out in. Uh, let me remember it came out in 
the worst year in cinema. <laughs> the best year. That's when Mannequin came out. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> okay, anyway. Wall Street 1987. Um, yeah. 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 What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> All right, stop it. Um, so anyway, that's <laughs> you're fucking distracting me. <laughs> uh, so yeah, um, Jared Chick Cinematic will be Wall Street uh, from 1987. Uh, that's available to rent on Apple TV, Amazon, YouTube TV, and other VOD services. Uh, the turbic for that week will be Easy Money, Stupid Decisions. Yeah. So we're back. Uh uh uh, we're back. Gonna come back next week, and the week after that. Oh, I can't wait to show you the week after that. What's that? I, I don't want to tell. I don't want to say it on the mic yet, but I can't wait to show you that episode. Mm. Show you that episode. I'm going to do the episode without you <laughs> and then show it to you. 